0: Super tired <laughs> um, But let's do the daily Bible reading show Noisy computer. Can you hear the fan? It's really noisy today Okay, um, let's do judges 15 Let me Move you over here. Maybe it's away from the noise Okay, here we go It's been a really long day. Um, I preached at Crossway this afternoon. Thank you so much Crossway for having me. Uh, I'll see you again in two weeks. So yeah, yeah today I know is particularly tough for a few of you. Uh, You were serving also on FAT camp which is a youth camp that's happening right now and so thank you so much for doing that being tireless and selfless and sacrificial serving at church today, but also on Fat Camp and serving so many people, so many youths, and making such a difference. I think I was encouraged. So do get some rest, though. <laughs> also, thank you so much to Let's Get Real. I watched a new episode that's just been released after what seems like a year. It's been a while, and um, it just reminded me just how much we needed uh, content like this. It's just so encouraging and so honest as well. Uh, Let's Get Real tells stories about Christians, their real lives, their real stories. And today's episode was an interview between Graham Tan and their host Brandon Ho. And essentially Brandon was sharing his journey, his struggles as a Christian very very openly, especially the struggles that he had growing up uh, with difficult circumstances, financial circumstances in his family and just how he really, really honored his parents and his grandparents the moment he had the opportunity to do so. I think he continues to do that. I think there's a kind of openness and transparency that I see in this um, new format of Christian videos and podcasts that I haven't, haven't really seen around. I think many can criticize, but very few can replicate that kind of character and humility and encouragement that Let's Get Real is successfully doing, I think. I'm looking forward to more from this um, from this channel. Um, yeah, there's more to come. So do look out for that, Let's Get Real. Okay, um, having said that, let's look at today's passage. We're looking at Judges. Judges chapter, I can't remember. Um, chapter 15, here we go. Samson. Okay. Uh, No, it's okay. Not too long. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today, Sunday, when we can come as your people and hear your word. Help us to not take it for granted and help us to be built up in the knowledge of your word and the love for one another in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. tired. tired. Okay, all right, later on at the time of wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat and went to visit his wife. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, chapter 14, he just got married and uh, now he's taken a goat to see his new wife. He said, I'm going to my wife's room, but her father would not let him go in. What's going on? Verse 2, I was so sure you thoroughly hated her, he said, that I gave her to your friend. <laughs> Isn't her younger sister more attractive? Take her instead. So surprise, surprise, Samson's wife has been given to someone else on his wedding night. That's what he means, I'm going to her in her room. On his wedding night, his wife is given to someone else. But the father-in-law, brings the younger sister and says, oh take her instead. I thought you didn't like her so I'm going to give her you the younger version instead, version 2.0. And it's kind of funny and it's kind of tragic as well. I mean you can see that the father is really scared of Samson (laughs) so no, can't, can't let him get upset so I'm going to give him my younger daughter as well. But it's also really really tragic that you know The daughters are used like commodity. Take this daughter, you can't get this one so take this one. It's almost like Samson bringing the goat to appease his wife. So the father brings this younger daughter to appease Samson. You know, the goat is almost like how this father sees his daughter and that's very tragic, you know, treating people like things. Uh, Verse 3, Samson said to them, this time I will have a right to get even with the Philistines. He wants to get revenge, I will really harm them. So he went out and caught 300 foxes and tied them tail to tail in pairs. He then fastened a torch to every pair of tails, lit the torches and let the foxes loose in the standing corn of the Philistines. He burned up the shocks and standing corn together with the vineyards and olive groves. He destroyed all their plantations, all their food, but also I think all their economy. So vineyards, olive groves. Essentially, for an agrarian agrarian society, you know, this is where all their money is, and all the produce. So it's all gone, all burned up. And he did it by tying foxes to torches. <laughs> so strange. He tied their tails, attached a torch. You know, this 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 fire. And I guess because they're in their tails, they're zigzagging and running chaotically through the fields. And they just set everything on fire and destroys everything. Verse 6, when the Philistines asked, who did this? They were told, Samson, the Timnite son-in-law. That guy's son-in-law. Because his wife was given to his friend. And so they blamed the dad. (laughs) So the Philistines went up and burned her and her father to death. Oh, wow. Oh, no. They killed them. Oh, that's so tragic. So many people die. Wow, Samson said to them, since you've acted like this, I won't stop until I get my revenge on you. He gets even angrier. Verse 8, he attacked them viciously and slaughtered many of them. Then he went down and stayed in a cave in the rock of Etam. The Philistines went up and camped in Judah. Spreading out near Lehi, the men of Judah asked, why have you come to fight us? We have come to take Samson prisoner, the answer, to do to him as he has done to us. Then three thousand men from Judah went down to the cave in the rock of Etam and said to Samson, Don't you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us? What have you done? He answered, I merely done to them, I merely did to them what they did to me. So it's kind of like tit for tat kind of thinking, do you do this to me? I do this to them. And the people in Judah, Samson's countrymen, you know, they're caught in between because here are these enemies who are very powerful coming and invading the land just to get this one guy, Samson. So what does his brothers do? The Judahites, the people of Judah, they send 3,000, get this 3,000 men to come and capture one guy, Samson. Uh, okay verse 12 they said to him we've come to tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines Samson said swear to me that you won't kill me yourselves agreed answered we will only only tie you up hand you over to them we will not kill you so it says oh we're not going to do this horrible thing but we will hand you over to them who will obviously kill you they'll do the horrible thing our hands are clean so they kind of absolve themselves of the guilt but they've betrayed they've kind of betrayed their own brother you, know, you i think you're meant to see some overtones of jesus here you know about how you know the chief priests and the pharisee they hand jesus over to pilate you know they don't kill jesus they don't crucify him but they hand him over to be crucified but that's what his own countrymen do to samson where are we um, as he approached lehi verse 14 the philistines came out to, towards him shouting the spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. The ropes on his arms became like charred flax, and the bindings dropped from his hands. He kind of like melted away. <laughs> the ropes and God's spirit comes upon him, like comes kind of spiritual superpower, empowered him. Verse fifteen: Finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey, he grabbed it and struck down a thousand men. Then Samson said, with the donkey's jawbone, I've made donkeys of them. With the donkey's jawbone, I've killed a thousand men. So God's spirit comes upon him and he kills 1,000 enemy soldiers, 1,000 Philistines with this jawbone and this jawbone it says there is a fresh jawbone verse 15 fresh means there's it's so bloody <laughs> it might even be initially attached to a corpse in a bloody dead donkey there he pulled out a jawbone and used it to whack a thousand philistines with this jawbone and remembering that samson is a nazirite you know he was born a nazirite he was supposed to keep this vow as a nazirite meaning he's not supposed to touch a dead corpse. Samson breaks that rule, and he doesn't care about God's rule. But still, God uses it. It's interesting, interesting. Um, uh, When he'd finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone. The place was called Ramath-Lehi. Ramath-Lehi means Jawbone Hill. Verse 18, almost at the end, almost at the end. uh, Because he was very thirsty, he cried out to the Lord, you have given your servant this great victory. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of uncircumcised men. Then God opened up the hollow place in Lehi and water came out of it. God, God gave him a drink because he complained he was thirsty. God is so gracious and he sounds like a spoiled brat. But God still is generous towards him. When Samson drank, his strength returned and he revived. So the spring was called Enhakore and it is still there in Lehi. Enhakore means collar spring. It's interesting, you know, it's not the hearer's spring, it's not God's spring, it's my spring. I call God, and that's why I have this water. He's so full of himself, you know. Samson led Israel for 20 years in the days of the Philistines. You know, God used Samson to fight against the Philistines. You now, why use this guy, <laughs> this troublemaker? Well, I guess, I guess, um, you know, with Samson, the bad guys are always the Philistines. He's always causing trouble. It's so many times he just says, now I'll have my revenge against dot 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 the Philistines. And you see that God is almost intentionally trying to spark this war with his enemy. And why is God trying to do that? Uh, I think we get a clue from Judah. So remember how um, Samson's his brothers betray him. Judah sent three thousand people to subdue him. And what do they say? They say to Samson, don't you know that the Philistines, our enemies, are ruling over us? Meaning they've submitted themselves to the enemy. And this is very, very surprising because if you go back to the very beginning of Judges, you know, right at the beginning, you know, like, like verse 2, you know, the Lord answered, Judah is the goal. You know, Judah is the first tribe to go into the land to subdue the enemies. Judah is the strongest, biggest, most, most eager tribe to follow God. And the men of Judah, verse 3 says, okay, come up, let's go, let's, let's go and do God's will, let's take over this land. So they were fighting, they were faithful, they were eager to do God's will in chapter one, but now you come to chapter 15, they're scared. They're scared of everyone, the Philistine, they're scared of Samson, they're just scared for their lives and they've kind of like lost their nerve. They've lost their edge. And God is using this edgy guy called Samson to spark things again. To say that, hey, as part of this faithfulness, you do need to fight against the enemy. And I guess for us as Christians today, it's again that seriousness of fighting against sin, you know, not, not taking it too loosely, but you know, always being on the lookout, always being serious about fighting our sinful nature, and, and, and relying on God still uh, for that help, but not taking it for granted that it isn't there, that we don't need to deal with it, because we do, we do need to struggle, we need to see it seriously, we need to see it as part of our lives, living holy lives before God. And so, you know, God is able to use someone like Samson, who is controversial, but for his purposes, who has that temper, who has that appetite in him, but in the end, it's God's will that's fulfilled to kind of like kick the Israelites off their backsides and to take God's mission, God's will, God's faithfulness seriously. And that's Judges chapter 15. Uh, let me pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much that at the end of the day, you're able to use anyone and everyone to do your will. Uh, But Lord, help us to be humble and to submit to that will. Help us not to be like Samson, you know, always fighting against it, complaining about it. But Lord, help us to do your will in a way that submits ourselves to you, that sees things the way you do, especially sin, taking it seriously. And help us, Lord, most of all, I guess just to be thankful, to be grateful for your graciousness towards us. Because in a way, we are sinful like Samson. We are driven by our own appetites. And we do need you to give us new appetites, new hearts, to long for you and to give praise to you and to you, Lord. So all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take care. Have a good Sunday, whatever is remaining of today's Sunday. Take care and God bless. Bye.